What's up, gentlemen? This is Rising Phoenix Podcast, a podcast about how to rise up after your divorce. I'm your host, divorce coach, Michael Rhodes. Let's get into it. Joining me today is uh, Sheila Robinson Kiss. Uh, Sheila, why don't, why don't you just jump right into it and why don't you just tell us a little bit about yourself? Well, <laughs> I'll, I'll be brief because I want to jump into our content too. So I'm, I'm a mom. Um, I am a lover of my Yorkie uh, gizmo. <laughs> I'm a, a mental health educator, uh, 28 years in the field. And I do a lot of work um, nationally and internationally around mental health programs and, and resilience. And I, I really love to talk about strategy of what you can do, because <laughs> we can, we all have a lot to say, but can, can you give me some useful <laughs> tips? So that's where I like to keep my focus. Awesome. Yeah, well, I agree. I mean, that's that's kind of way I approach what I do is. Um, I get really smart people to tell me how to deal with the difficulties that we face, obviously, during a divorce. And so so let's jump into uh, I found you. I believe it was Psychology Today. Um, okay. it, it was a blog post about um, how how rejection is uh, is very, very painful. Um, and it, I don't remember the exact title, but it was around rejection. And so let's talk about that. Why is why is rejection, particularly romantic rejection, so painful? You know, a, a couple reasons. I, I think one of the primary being with a rejection that's in the in arena of, of, of romance and relationship, there's generally expectation tied to it. You know, we we script a lot of this mm. before we even, you know, make the approach or or dive into the relationship. So there's this ongoing script in our minds. It may not match, particularly when there's a, a rejection happens. It may not match what's going on with this other person. And then I want to say something that we, we don't talk about it enough. The, the history that we bring, what we have experienced, what we've gone through, that will impact, particularly if it's, if it's unchecked. We haven't taken a deep dive into what makes us tick, what our triggers are, yeah. and someone, you know, touches on that, and it's it's off to the races. So it it's a mix, but those are really a couple things to think about. Yeah, it can almost be compounded, right? Like if you didn't deal with a rejection in the past or the hurt of it, um, and, and then you get into something else and then go through it again, it's almost like a it's a, it's a piling on in a way, right? It it's it can be a massive piling on, and what I I explain it this way: uh, whatever you don't process, there's a great book, The Body Keeps Score. If whatever you don't process, it is recorded, and your mind, body, and spirit is unfinished business. You know, I've had the experience, and maybe you have too, of sitting across from someone, maybe they're triggered. And it's okay, this is an overreaction, or who are you responding to? Because right. all I did was make a statement, and really the person is responding to their brother or their mother. Yeah. It's yeah. it's it's unresolved. So the person you're dealing with gets gets the brunt yeah. of, of that. Isn't that um in a lot of ways un I mean I know it is, but isn't it really unfair to that, especially in a in a, in a relationship, in a romantic relationship? Isn't it really unfair? 
to bring that stuff and to unload on that other person when they had nothing to do with it? I think it is not only unfair, um, I think there are very real consequences into a person's life who is operating that way. And that's why it's so important. I mean, we talk about heal yourself, right. um, you know, if there's there's an issue, face it. But we rarely talk about the benefits of doing that and the benefits of doing that work, taking a deep dive into this is who I am. This is my history. This is how I'm managing myself. It's just a better way to live. It's a happier way to live. And you can take people and circumstances at face value and you're not processing everything through that lens mm. of, of pain or dysfunction. So there are benefits to diving into this work, this topic. Yeah. So let's let's talk about what because I'm I'm fascinated by the brain and how it works and and you mentioned the body keeps the score I love that book yes. um, so let's talk about what what does how is the brain affected or what does rejection do to the brain so let, I'm going to answer the question but I'm I'm going to curve around just a sure. little bit and start with the the brain is one thing. <laughs> But we have a lot of power in, in how we're programming our experience. So I want to highlight that it we're always responding to what we're telling ourselves is happening. So if if you reject me, you know, I approach you and you reject me, you know, Sheila, nice person, but whatever the case may be. And I tell myself, oh, I'm unlovable. Right. <laughs> Here we go again. Right. I'm. I'm completely unlovable. That message that I'll send to myself, mm. every single time I send that self to my message, there's a physiological response. Yeah. You know, we, we can talk about these stress hormones, cortisol, norepinephrine. There's a physiological chemical response with every message. Or on the flip side, if I say to myself, hey, cool, if it yeah. if you're not digging me. And it's not going to work. I'd rather find out day one than get two months into this. Or you know what? Man's rejection, my protection. That's a, It's a different response and it's a different chemical response in the brain. Very true. Yeah. So we know it, it goes back to being able to drill down your narrative in real time. And the more skill you gain in that area, it, it really does. Again, I like to stay focused on benefits. Right. That means, wow, maybe I get derailed, but it was for a day instead of two years. Yeah. You yeah. know, it's that kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, I, man, you, you're, you're, you're hitting on so many points that I just, I wholeheartedly believe in uh, narrative is one of those, you know, what are you telling yourself about yourself? Um, and, and, and that can affect how how you view things, how you see things, how you uh, experience things. So like you said, a, a rejection can be viewed differently depending on the story you're telling yourself about yourself. If that story is, I'm a terrible person, <clears throat> that rejection is simply confirmation. Yep. See, there it is again. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's even, really. Well, and even to, to, to really hit this point home, understand that you are programming the physiological response. Yeah. People really need to get that. However, I'm talking to myself, I'm literally programming how I'm going to move through the day, how I'm going to handle this, a similar situation if it happens down the road. So that it, it, it's a nuanced area here, but it's one that is just worth so much 
attention because when a person connects to that, it's like, wow, I really have some power in how I experience this. Great. Um, it, it brings up a, a, a question just popped in my head and, and I, I struggle with this a little bit uh, in terms of, I think you need a, a tribe of people, a, a, a therapist, a coach. I, I think you need help to get through things like this, but I, 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 I caution very strongly. And we kind of talked about this about, you know, not bringing your stuff to the next one, but I caution guys very strongly to that. They seem to look for that help in the next partner, probably before yes. they're ready. Yes. But, but there is, I think, or at least I've been told, I'm not sure I agree with this though. There, I have been told by other uh, therapists and stuff that it's also beneficial to have a partner to help you um, through these things. And I, I can't say I, I agree, but I guess there is sort of a point where you get to a point that you're, you're okay, whatever that means, but, and you're maybe you're ready for something, but you still need healing within a relationship. I just, I, I don't know. What, what's your take on that? I'm, I'm so glad. This is awesome that you're bringing this out. I am in the firm camp of disagreement. Yeah. <laughs> the advice of, you know, you're meeting someone, it's unfolding. Right. There's a time and a place. I'm not saying you, you hide what you're going through. I'm saying that for the average person, and this, you know, again, 28 years, I've sat with hmm. thousands of people who've gone through divorce, men, women. I mean, yeah. and I'm telling you how that plays. Yeah. That plays as I'm tired. Like I, you're cool. Right. <laughs> We're having some fun here, but right. most people, when they're unfolding, um, they're not looking to serve as a pseudo therapist. Yeah. As well, it's. I'm not saying there's not a space for a conversation in context. Like this is what I've gone through. This is what I'm working on. But nine times out of ten, a person wants to feel like you know we're really you're coming at this, and you can see all of me. I'm looking at you, and there's not three of us right here in the room. So I'm in the firm camp that make it your business to find a safe space to process, mm. um, to, to work through. And it's a very delicate line when you're entering a new relationship, because I've been on both sides of that. Sure. I've, you know, been the, the person who I hadn't processed and I overshared, probably scared a few people. Right. And then I've been the person on the receiving end and I'm like, you know, nice, nice guy but i right. like i this is like too much you really need to find someone yeah. to talk to by the way did you ask anything about me you right. know it's, it's just right. too much yeah i i and i think there's also can, can in, a, in a parallel sort of conversation about cuz i i see this a lot in in the communities that i'm in there's a lot of um i don't i don't know i don't i don't want to say it's misogyny but it's just it, maybe it's borderline, but this this notion that don't share your feelings with women, and I I don't agree with that either. I think obviously yeah. deal with your stuff, right? Um, and so it, it depends on what it depends on what we're talking about. If you're talking about you had a, a bad uh, experience at work, or or uh, I don't know, uh, uh, something at the house needs fixing, and, and it's you know these, these struggles that hit us, uh, uh, you know, throughout life. I don't think there's anything wrong with sharing about how that affects you i think it's detrimental 
to the relationship to share about how you're still hurt by your ex. Does that make you absolutely ab- ab- absolutely. And one of the things, you know, when when I met my husband, we were in the early stages that I really admired so much. It was he he shared, you know, um, regarding his divorce, but it was a sharing of, hey, in context, this is this is what I went through. You know, this is why I'm a stronger person. It was right. valuable information. Sure. But, you know, that that was that the rest was look who's in front of me, you know, and, and yeah. we were able to, to move for, you know, powerfully, yeah. powerfully. Yeah. So I'm, you know, I think we're of the same mind on this. Yeah. Yes. Share, sure. you know, of course that that's, that's the beauty of partnership, yeah. but when you're sharing to the point where it, it is fatiguing and it's pulling down the momentum yeah. of the relationship and, and what you're looking to grow and build, that's an indication you you need a, a resource. You got more processing to do and let that territory of that relationship honoring that uh, what you're looking to build together. I've seen over and over again that dynamic just blow, blowing up a poten- what could have potentially been good, actually, yeah. but it just the, the weight of the past and all of that pulled it down. Here's here's a tricky question, and I and I I don't know that there's one answer, but I'd love to get your answer. How do you know when you're ready to to dive into another relationship? Oh, I thank you for this question. I love it. It's an important question. Um, I I don't feel that there's kind of some magical checklist uh-huh. that that anyone um, can create. However, a couple things to look for internally. Um, how how you are even processing the prospect of getting out there, that's going to give you a lot of information. Because if you have this attitude, oh, man, I like someone, but gosh, this crap, I don't want, if, if that's how right yeah. there, I'm telling you right now, if you, I'm not saying you have to tap dance on the table, right. but you want a healthy attitude, even approaching, you know what, it's time. I've done some introspection. I feel good. You know, I I feel optimistic because the the stench of a bad attitude, Mm. it's going to trickle out (laughs) when you're unfolding, getting to know someone. So attitude is everything. People can feel, they can feel that energy. Mm. Um, Something else to look for when knowing you're ready. So again, having, I feel, you know, I've processed, I've got a good outlook and chances are good. Um, Something else to look for is um, that internal, where are you in terms of, let's call it the fragility level. (laughs) We can call it fragility level, emotional toughness, however you want to say. If you are just shaking in your boots, I I can't, I cannot go through one more rejection. You're not ready. You're, You're just not ready. Whereas if you're saying, you know what? I'm not meeting this with expectation. You know, I can handle myself. Who's who wants a rejection? But you know what? I can handle myself. Yeah. That's giving you a sign. It's it's that confidence. Yeah. That confidence is back. If you don't feel that, it's okay to sit sit it out. You know, I went through a period where I'm like, I just can't. 
Yeah. And that was just a year, a uh, year and some change. I'm like, I just not going to do that. I, I just yeah. couldn't. My head wasn't in it. Yeah. And I didn't want to put someone through it. Yeah. And then I think lastly, what you want to look for is your environment. How is my life set up? Is it is it calm enough to invite someone in? You know, because you can have, depending on where you are in a divorce, there can be a lot of things going on with children, with your physical environment. You may be acclimated even, you know, to your home. Is, is there an order to it? Is there a calmness? Mm-hmm. So it's not kind of like a fly by the seat of your pants energy. Yeah. So the, those are some of the things to look for. And hopefully you're not in the mindset of I'm just looking for, even if you don't call it a rescue, I need to put someone in this space to function. That's not a good, you know, they're going to feel that. Yeah. And you're going to feel it. It is, it is not a good place to you know, in this space of unfolding and inviting someone into your life. So those are some things to mm. keep in mind. Well, let's, let's shift the conversation a little bit and talk about, um, <clears throat> we can start with ways to, or ways not to, but how do we deal with the pain and rejection? What are some things that we shouldn't do and should do? And we can start with whichever one you, uh, you want to. Okay, sure. I'll blend them a little bit. Um, so I'm going to go back and then progress forward Going back to the narrative, and this is not, this is very intentional work. Mm -hmm. I encourage everyone who's listening, literally get yourself a spiral notebook, a pen and pad, and I want you to generate three to four narratives around rejection, Mm -hmm. because that's where you go first. Three or four empowered narratives, couple of mine, (laughs) man's rejection is God's protection. Another one. Thank you so much. I appreciate the rejection because you freed up valuable energy. I do not. My time is too valuable. If you're not on board, thank you so much. I love to have fun with that. (laughs) You know, and and, but so many years, it's a part of me now. I just immediately say, "Woo!" you know, on to, (laughs) you know, whether, you know, business contract, you know, family relationships. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so drill it down, write it, yeah. memorize it with intention. And that's the first place you go. Yeah. Secondly, secondly, um, this is key. Get into a space where your expectations are managed. And I would say, well, Sheila, it's so hard. I've just met this amazing person. Right. I'm, I am excited. Are you saying it just drenched that? I'm not saying that. That's the joy of life is, you know, the anticipation, the excitement. I'm saying right next to it, I'm going to allow myself to get, get some little butterflies, always knowing I'm okay, regardless. I'm going to enjoy this, but I'm okay. I'm going to be okay. Right. And so you, you we got to have that as ongoing. And then my next tip, I love, if you think about basketball, football, baseball, um, the video games that people love. Why do we love to compete? And why do we love sports? Because we we can track our success. There's a target. There's a goal. I like to tell folks, gamify all of this. So for me, where I had to get, because I, being a sensitive person, rejection was very difficult. Mm -hmm. It was internalized for me. 
at one point like every time i mean when i say lose traction it was like caved in yeah. and said you know you you this has to change and it had to and it did and i turned it into a game mm-hmm. now how fast and what <laughs> that journal that i told you to keep i for years i've been keeping like how fast is my turnaround mm-hmm. how quick can i get myself on track if it's a little derailment, how fast? And I can tell you over the years, look at that. There were things, it would m- months, it would just cave me in psychologically. Yeah. And to look at that progress, oh my God, it wasn't even an hour. Mm-hmm. I went into my tools, right. have tools to yeah. work with, drill it down. This is real resilience training. Yeah. And, and have, I like if, if, a person can have some bravado about it. You can have fun with this. Like you, you think for one minute, you're, you certainly will not be the one to put me in this place. Let me, you know, I got to yeah. get my together. Yeah. So, you know, de- dealing with it in that way. And also taking the knowledge of self, you know what you need to keep your life lifted and balanced. If that's time with your friends, make sure you have that. If that's, you know, if I experience rejection, I, I like to take a, a, a week or so or maybe more to kind of just breathe deeply, nurture myself, know what you need yeah. and and make no apology. It's no one's business. It's not like you're making a bulletin right. board about your process. This right. is beautiful work. It's private work. It's important work. Does that make sense? Yeah. So when, when you talk about tools, having tools, what are some of those tools um, that you can use? Well, yeah, what I just went over, it's 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 drilling down your narrative, mm. <laughs> you know, um, the the gamification of it. How how fast can I get back on track? I have a process that I use every single day. It's emptying out mm. and I do it every day, sometimes in the morning, sometimes in the evening. That's where I sit. I just have a little electric candle and whatever is bothering me, I'm really processing it verbally. Mm. It's it's just in a quiet space in my home. I get it out. Mm. And sometimes that empty out session is five minutes. I've gone as long as a couple hours, depending on what I'm dealing with. If it's a circumstance, just verbally, I'm getting it out. Sometimes a person has ticked me off and I just treat it just like they're there in the room. I say everything I need to say. It's just a way to process, process physically and emotionally and it it really does. Um, it makes a difference. And set something up where you can observe yourself. That's why I just keep a little journal, journal. so I can have these observations. Yeah, I got over that. Yeah. There's my evidence. This is something similar. I'll get over this one too. Let's roll. Yeah. You know. So it's 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 setting up your life. Yeah. So you you get that traction. And another piece, constantly, podcasts like this. Read, renew your spirit daily. Don't take an hour, 10 to 15 minutes of positive infusions. It changes how you function and move through the world. Yeah, no, I agree with that. I think whatever content you be mindful of the content you consume. I mean, if it's nothing, consume some, but make make sure it's it's healthy and positive and and, and, um, at least gives you some some insight and some some information that will be helpful. Um, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm I'm curious. You've been you've been doing this a, a long time. Excuse me. Um, these tools, and I, I think I know the answer to this, but these tools that you mentioned, some of these things, these these don't 
discriminate, right? They they don't care about gender, right? There's no difference between man and woman. Turned, yeah. None whatsoever. Uh, one of my former clients uh, was a Marine. And um, over the years, he'll drop me a line from time to time and says, you know, Sheila, till this till this day, <laughs> till this very day, the the combination of emptying out, emptying out. I don't even it's not a traditional journal. It's just one or two words. Mm-hmm. I'll write in there a day. I literally have taken everything into me. Yeah. And so like in real time. I'm using the tools throughout the day, throughout my life. It's made all the difference in how I process circumstance and what happens. It's anyone who wants to embrace the tools can take them in and, and run with it and run with it. And we're living in days and times because if I can say this, sometimes it's not the divorce itself, because we're just not made to be together. It's the manner in which people handle themselves. People can be very cruel. Oh yeah. And there can be a lot of emotional regression as well. And those that can sting depending on what you're dealing with. And so that's a deep part of the recovery. What was done to me, what was said to me. And so we do need to apply these tools for the healing and that that deep rinsing, the power rinse of the soul and psyche. Yeah, I, I man, you hit it on the head. So this is my view on some of the cruelty and negativity that could come from the other side. Once they decide that they don't want to be married anymore, uh, you talk about narrative, and I, I, I talk about this often, they, their narrative changes. Uh, you, you become a different person in their story. Yes. And and then that that person because you're being left they have to justify it so they have to Correct. make you the villain they're not going to leave they're not going to be like oh he is just the greatest and and then yeah. leave you you know you're you're yeah. oh you're a terrible person i yeah. don't love you yeah. i never loved you yeah. all these things that that get piled on it it, it so it, it sort of compounds you're not only are you rejected but you're also being told the reason you're rejected is because you're just, not, you're just not a good person correct and it's it's i think as as you said like that's it's such a uh, an important and difficult, if I if I'm being honest, for me, part of the whole process because I went from I love you, you're the best, to I don't think I ever loved you. I don't know why I was with you for 15 years. Yeah, and it's it's uh, it's jarring. It's jarring, and you know, and thank you for for bringing that up because one of the messages that I want to connect your listeners to very deeply. Um, and, and please understand that I've sat with so many people on, on from all sides of the divorce process. I had a woman say to me, this was just through, you know, there's so much rage and anger, you know, oozing out of her as she went through this divorce for a year. And just with working on herself, she said, you know, I have business to take care of. What is that business? I need to go back. I need to go back. I need to make sure that he understands that everything I said, it came from a place of just brokenness, anger, and venom. Mm -hmm. And believe me, some of the things that were said were just vile, you know, like this, this is the father of your children. It it was vile, but it it came from a place of a little girl inside 
that felt I have to make you the demon. You abandoned me. You've triggered all this in in me. So I you have to be the demon because it's too difficult to leave a decent, kind person. But I can leave the I can leave a demon. Who wouldn't? And so we have to constantly, as we're processing, a very simple phrase has been part of deep healing for me. I heard these as words many years ago, but then when I took them into my soul, it's been transformative. Hurt people hurt people. Mm. They There's no option for them. When they're living out that pain, anything is subject to come out of their mouth, any behavior. And to know that is creates this, this buffer zone, not that it won't hurt you, but you can stand back objectively and say, you know what? You know, if if you didn't love me for 15 years, you did a damn good kind job. So we know what's happening with you and we have to put that buffer in between. It's really hard. I, I mean, oh, it's for painful me, for my for my that's what I lived. It's really, really hard um, to because I can see it logically. And I, I think this is a struggle, in, at least for me. But I think probably a lot of people, I think that my struggles in life are I see things logically, but I feel things. You know what I'm saying? It's like I can oh, see yeah. logically that. OK. It's not possible that you didn't love me for 15 years. This is not possible. I don't, you know, but she said it and and it hurts. And so, you know, I don't, I don't know that it, I mean, it probably, I don't know if it hurts less or, or where it is on the scale. Unfortunately, there's no measurements for these things. Yeah. But, um, I, I would say that I, it still hurts to what degree. I don't know, but it, it is, it's hard to unhear those kinds of things. And I, I'm, I don't think I will ever, and I don't think it would, I'm not sure that it would matter anyway, but I don't think I'll ever get sort of an apology or an epiphany yeah. from her that, um, that she was wrong. But I, let's, let's talk about that a little bit. Cause I think <clears throat> oftentimes in this process, we look for that closure, that understanding. And, and I think when people make these decisions and I'm, I'm generalizing here, but especially in mine, I think it was an emotional decision for her. There was no logic to it. And therefore um, I'm not going to find logic in it, but, but, but we search for that. Um, what, what are some things that you can recommend to folks that are looking for that closure, that logic, that understanding of a thing that might not be able to be understood? Okay. So thank you for that one too. Um, we're into the territory now where we're talking about secondary closure hmm. and, I've been as as clear as I can on this for years. By the way, I I wrote a book, it's called The Stepping Off Point. Mm. And in that book, I talk about the the denial of compassionate closure. And people will withhold that as a punishment as well. And then some people withhold it because they're not emotionally mature enough to provide it. Mm -hmm. So this is where we can say, you know what? Um, I can... I know I'm never going to get the apology from you. I can provide myself with the secondary closure that I need. And I'm looking for one uh, dynamite exercise that I outline in this book is to take a uh, a picture, a hard copy picture. You can use your phone, but usually they'll time out. <laughs> but I, I like to take that picture and you sit in one chair and put that picture in another chair and you really have what what I call um, a, a a full session of closure. This is it's it's a spiritual exercise and a psychological exercise, but it brings people a lot of closure. And you say what you need to say, mm-hmm. 
That is a time you may need one or two sessions. And when you hear me say the word forgiveness, people say, Sheila, I don't know what mm-hmm. forgiveness is. For me, forgiveness is I'm just I'm I'm releasing you from the prison of my heart. Everyone has a different definition. That's mine. Yeah. Um, you I I don't want you here in my heart as a prisoner, because if I have you here, I have to feed you, clothe you. It's going to take energy right. to hold you there. Yeah. Go walk and be set free. That's how I define forgiveness. Because if you're in here, it's very costly. And so you say what you need to be said on your end and you go through those steps to take as long as you need. And then I love to follow that up with a, a key recognition of the gifts, the gifts that this person came in to give you. Well, Sheila, what gifts? It's done. No, no, no. When you sit down and break this down, wow. They taught me this. Through this experience, I became more compassionate. Through this experience, I know what I'm gonna how I'm gonna choose differently next time. Lots of gifts, lots of gifts that any relationship that you're stepping away from, we have to process what they left us with. One of the most painful experiences I had, a relationship ended in a very humiliating way for me. And it just, you know, broke me in half. And through just really processing, oh, my goodness, what did I get? Oh, my goodness, that will never happen again. You want to talk about a woman who took a deep dive, a a look at myself, that confidence, that self-esteem. And, I, you know, I almost needed that experience to kick me in the butt. You know, you're so much better than this. So these are things to think about because you have. A number of people, you're out here doing a podcast. That says something right there. It's an elevated soul. I'm sure you're not just li- doing it for yourself. <laughs> no. You're trying You're trying to help folks. So right there, we know that's the mark of an elevated soul. Understand that a good majority of people, they're not there. Yeah. They can't do it. They're not there. And that should not hold you back from the full expression of your healing. Well, yeah, it's it's definitely a part of my healing, and I and I did it not just for me. Clearly, uh, otherwise, we I would have just you know booked a session with you or something. <laughs> yeah. Instead of recording it for the masses, um, but it, and it is it, there there it there's something for for me. There's a release of shame. I'm because t- I say all the time, shame doesn't survive sunlight. So if I if I'm ashamed of something, and and going through a divorce can be a very shameful thing. That like the, the whole thing, not only the fact that you went through it, but the reasons and the things said, and and the consequences and the financial and just there's so much you know just it, there's no longer you're not sort of even though it's very very common and normal in our society. Obviously, yes. we're at fifty percent, right? But even in discussions that I, I've noticed it like at at in work functions or or you know I just started at a, at a new company and it's just like oh you know married kids like no I'm I'm divorced and so <laughs> there's yeah. there's there's a shame that comes with it, but it, it's it's alleviated when I talk about it when when I when I tell people especially as a man like yeah um she said this and it really hurt my feelings like yes. and and it's it's as a man you're almost ashamed to have feelings right it's like you know you're not supposed to feel what are you, you know you're supposed to be angry or happy that's it you know um and so for me it's been very very helpful um to to talk about these things but I I am curious about something and and it's you know, I don't mean to put you on the spot and it'll be sort of anecdotal in a way, but 
you you've you've been doing it for a while. So what is there any difference in um how divorce affects men and women? I'm sure the con the the the, the um the details will make a difference, right? In terms of who decided and all that stuff. But what are some of the more, I'm sure there are differences, but from, from dealing with it to recovery, like what are some of the differences you've noticed between men and women during this process? Yeah, a- absolutely. Um, what I've seen a lot of <laughs> over these last 28 years, a lot of the men that I've worked with, they will come in. It's like, you know, Sheila, I, I, I just haven't talked to anyone about this. It, it's it's almost in, um, instinctual, just cocooning. Yeah. And then once they start talking, oh my goodness, it's the dam breaks loose. They're making yeah. connections, and it, it's it's almost it it's not even almost. It's just a cathartic experience for them, and it's that liberation. Sometimes the first time ever. Yeah. It's it's the liberation to explore my voice and acknowledge that I have feelings and they run deep and just it that's why it's so important. I encourage men, particularly, you must have an outlet. Well, Sheila, I'm fine. I'm good. And I've heard that before too. It's like I thought I was. Yeah. And then I got the outlet and started talking, and I realized. And you say, Sheila, I talk about it's healing. That's what talking and expressing is. Yeah. Particularly if you've had all this energy coming at you, you're this, you're that, you're that, you know, we can start to gaslight ourselves. Mm. And where I what I've seen from um, a number of women that I've worked with, um, it's the the shame is there. But I I see women turn turn things inward. Mm. It's it's a lot of. I'm blaming myself. And then it can go between that and lashing out, Uh, you know, and that creates a fatigue for them internally, a a fatigue environment for the children. So it all goes back to having healthy outlets to process and really having the strength to look at yourself and how you're taking that walk. Because some people have a really difficult time, like, I'm okay as long as this energy isn't coming at me. What do I do to contain this person over here? And and realizing that that's really not your work. Your work is to center yourself and harness enough tools so that even when that tornado is swirling, you know, I have my breath and I have a deeper understanding of why you need to comport yourself in this way. And keeping yourself centered in that balance and yourself grounded. But, you know, the one commonality I see between both men and women is they all fare better when they put some type of support, informal support and sometimes formal supports. That's the common denominator. What What do you think is the, uh, again, I know these are tricky questions, but I mean, I think they're they're tricky because I don't know that there is an exact answer. But what do you think is a standard recovery time for for something like a, an unwanted divorce? Yeah, um, I'm going to be specific here because it's it's annoying to me when people are like, oh, there's just there's really no answer. I'm going to give you a range. I think that um, a healthy time period of of coming back into some level of equilibrium 
would be at about the the year mark. And when I say the year mark, it's okay. We there's an acknowledgement. <laughs> we are divorced or divorcing. I've had a chance for reality to settle in with me. And when I say about a year, that's just kind of, the, you know, physically calming down that the, that shock value piece um, would, would calm down a bit. And I think if, if you are feeling um, anger, rage, depression, despondency intensely, you know, after, after that nine months, a year mark, you know, it, it, it's time to do a deep reset and you may need to get some help through that because you you may have gotten stuck in the, that initial processing phase. And some people just don't, they can't move on yeah. without some support. Some can, you know, we can do a lot of, I love self-help models, um, but sometimes you, you honestly need someone to be like, look, Let's put a mirror up here. This is what you're doing to yourself. This is how you can stop because it can get on top of you. Oh, yeah. No, you can. I think you can sometimes, especially as a man, if you're not processing the emotion of it, I think you can get stuck very, very easily. So, I, man, do I agree with that? And I see it all the time, unfortunately. Um, I don't know what women get stuck with or, or or what their process is like, but men, we get stuck in this two things either very very angry or very very just distraught and i i, I have a facebook group there's almost seven thousand men in there and i see wow. this on a on a regular basis it's either wow. i am really angry wow. or i am so distraught that i can't yes. i can't yes. I don't even see a future um, yeah and i don't sometimes i'm not sure you know i i try to give them tips and, and things but sometimes i'm i'm not sure especially the anger one, I think I understand a little bit better because I think it's just a default and it just covers a lot of hurt and they're not dealing with that. The sadness one, the, uh, the, the no hope, the, the, you know, I miss her so much, even a year or two later, I don't understand exactly what to, what to tell. I, I mean, I always try to tell them, listen, you know, make sure you are in therapy, make sure you're doing things, make sure you have to be active in this sort of recovery, quote unquote, but mm-hmm. What what are some things you recommend to folks that are just sort of stuck in this just okay. long? Let me let me speak directly uh, to to the men that you support. I hope you find value in everything we're talking about here, but th- this lean into this one. You will find a tremendous amount of emotional freedom and healing. It'll put it on turbo charge if you do one thing. Please remember this: resist nothing. Do not, what what places, what can place a man in mortal combat with himself mentally is going down the rabbit hole of hooks. What do I mean by that? Let me just play it out for you. Walk with me on this one. I miss her so much. I miss her so much. I no, I got I got to be strong. I wonder what she's doing now. I can't, I, I can't. I have to. No, I got to buck up. Oh, but I miss her so much. See, that's a hook, and you're going to go back and forth and forth and back. It can take a day. It can take a couple years. But when you get yourself in this mode, when you get yourself in this mode, yeah, I miss her like hell. Or I miss him like hell. I do remember those wonderful nights. This is very painful for me. 
it is a it is a raw level of acceptance. What what happens when you stop resisting it and justifying and going around the bend? Right next to that, it opens up this territory of what I call you're in the area of healing solutions. You know, I accept it. Yeah, I'm looking right at it. <laughs> okay. What can I do for myself in this moment? It's the fight. It's the mortal combat that holds us. But, it's, but as soon as you like, yep, this is what it is. I'm ashamed. I'm pissed off. I can't believe it. It just like magic. It opens up. And so you can say, what's what's next? And this is it's it's a skill set. It's it's spiritual. It's clinical. It's all of that. But if you can get these folks you support into that piece, you're talking about freedom and liberation <laughs> on a high level because they're, they're, what's happening. They're, they fight with it. That's what despondency is. That's what the anger is. It's a mortal combat. Yeah. Does that make sense? Because you can soothe yourself. When you're coming into that, hey, I don't resist it. Yeah, so it's a matter of leaning in uh, to it. It's, it's particularly, I'm, I'm, I get more um, concerned, I guess, for some reason, or or at least uh, baffled to how to help with the guys that are so distraught. I miss her. So you're, you're saying it's a matter of sort of leaning into and acknowledging that, yes, okay, I miss her, and that's okay, and then sort of yes. going yes. down that rabbit so, hole. Yeah. It shifts. It shifts the physiology. It shifts the mind, body, and spirit into its immediate um, adult self-soothing. It's a complete shift in paradigm instantly. It's the fighting of that mm. and everything it brings up that that tanks a person. It really, really is. I've had men. They'll say they'll hear it. It's like, oh, is it too abstract for me? It's like you know, just sit with it and try it. Sheila. <laughs> <laughs> All this stuff came up and whereas I would just before just ruminate, ruminate, ruminate and it would go in a spiral. I stopped. I got in my spot. I found my chair, like you said, and I just owned everything and I didn't fight it. I let it come in and come up. I let myself feel it fully. It was scary at first, but I was done with it in that moment and I could go on and do something else. It comes up again. I do the same thing. And I feel like I have some power and control in my life. And so, you know, you, you got to watch that, that combat because it takes you places that are quite frightening and can be unfamiliar and better to just go into the technique that will help you stay level and grounded and give you some emotional regeneration. Yeah, it's. I mean, it can be scary, as you said, and and and, and difficult because I think I don't think men, we don't. That's not what we do, right? We want to fix it. How do I fix? It? What do I got to do? What do yeah. I, what do I, yeah. Tell me, tell me what yeah. to do to fix it. Yeah. Instead of and, and, and instead of just sitting with it, which is right counterintuitive. It's like you know, it's I counterintuitive. Just, yeah, I, especially as a man, what I, I want to fix it. How do yeah. I fix it? What yeah. do I got to do? Yep, it's counter. It's counterintuitive, and I get that. And it's well, well Sheila, what the hell is that going to do? Sit with it. Give it a shot, yeah, and you'll see. And it's li literally just letting it to, to sit. Yeah, I. All of this is true for me in this moment. All of this is coming up for me. I have rage right now. Yeah, in my head, this is what's going through. And you see that that is the quintessential method of pure process is when you you allow yourself to 
feel all of that. Sit with it and feel it. That's how it passes through you yeah. and not staying stuck right there. It, that energy is passing through you and you're creating the perfect environment for it to do just that. When you do this, that's when th- it's a block. Yeah. You're actually blocking it. Yeah, I know. I couldn't agree more. It's, I mean, it's, it's, it's so foreign, uh, but so true. I, I just think you, you and, and I think, a lot of times I think to myself, like the way we're doing it as men, the suicide rates are through the roof, um, you know, including those of, of men that have, have been through a divorce. And so I start to think about, well, whatever we're doing isn't working. And and that that man up, get over it, uh, move on, it's, go go no. date. It's just it's not working. It's yeah. not working. Yeah. So I think we have to be open to, I know I was at am to other, other ways, other yeah. things there's and, and, and not for nothing, but some of this stuff is scientific. Like you're, we're talking about how the brain works. We're not just talking about some willy nilly or some like, yeah. you know, yeah, there's science behind it. Yeah, for there's, sure. There's, there's, there's science behind these bodies of work. There's science behind the power of zero resistance, acceptance and commitment models it is em- empirical data that is powerful. I live those models. Yeah. Hundreds of people out there, you know, and, and hundreds and thousands that are introduced to this daily. Oh my God, this is exactly what's been missing for me. And you get to the point where you drill this stuff down yeah. and you see in real time, oh my God, I'm literally responding. My chemistry is different. I remember some years ago, someone was like, it's an interactive retreat. This is bullshit. This is right. what I- this is the, and at, there was a time I would have just, oh my God, what is going on here? But just through the the, the, the culmination of that work, being able to in the moment. So as far as you're concerned, this is you know yeah. it's bullshit. Your relationship right. is bullshit. You know, right, right. and you see yourself respond to others, your environment, because you have a system to process all of this that flows through us in real time. And that's really what people need is the hands-on tangible tools and drilling yeah. it down. It's n- it's not magic. You yeah. have to apply it. There's a turnaround yeah. time, yeah. but then you step into a completely different arena in terms of your life and keeping it lifted. Yeah. Uh, man, Sheila, this has been awesome. Um, two things we'll cover uh, the last question. And then of course we want to find out how folks can, can get you, you know, get in touch with you or, or, or purchase your books and all that good stuff. But uh, before we get to that, I want to touch on the last question that I ask everybody, yeah. which is what words of wisdom would you impart to a man who's just starting his divorce journey? Okay. So this is such an important question. And, and I wrote down what I wanted my last words to be. And please lean all the way into this. Number one, sometimes success Sometimes success means giving yourself permission for a fresh start. All right. It, it, it A fresh start can really be the success itself. Okay. Um, I'd like everyone to insist on finding the positive message, the silver lining in what is what has happened and what is going on in your life. Insist on that. Find the positive meaning and message and tether yourself to it. Live it out every single day. 
also love cannot be denied. If what you want is a fresh chapter of love, if that is what is in your heart, then be that. Mm. Walk, just be love and it's coming to you. Mm. Um, get rid of the toxicity, the negativity, the hate, all of that. And I can tell you what, love finds love. It's it's no it's just not it's no other way around it. And um lastly, most important, please, gentlemen, keep an open mind, okay? Your love match may not look, walk, talk like anything you you thought. I, I wrote this article um, many years ago when it was called, I'm in search of Mr. Goodbar and mm -hmm. I want him to be chocolate. And I'm married to a German, six six foot three, nothing yeah. that I would have ever, it just wasn't on my radar. I'm yeah. like, this is my type. This is my type. Right. This is what I'm looking for. And life is, you know, there's a sense of humor. You know, you're making these plans and I'm as happy as happy can be. Because you have to, you're going to have to keep an open mind out here and you will see with a flexible mind, a loving heart, everything's is, is going to come up roses. Awesome. Uh, thank you so much for doing this. Um, and that was, uh, that was really awesome. That was, uh, that, that might've been one of my favorite ever, uh, words of wisdoms. Thank you so much for that one. Um, <laughs> you're welcome. What, how can people find you and your books and all, all that good stuff? Yeah, so you can um, check me out on YouTube. Um, I make a fresh video. I take you on a walk. Um, I do a pre-talk and then we go out to different forest preserves and I just walk and talk about life, relationships. Nice. So that's Sheila Robinson Kiss, The Lift on YouTube. Um, my book, books, um, they're not coming. You have to save yourself. That's on Amazon. I'm doing another print, big print run on the stepping off point. Joy shows up. All of them are there. And then later this year, the book Pulled, it's called Pulled, that's coming out. It's a book about, you know, you got to, we're pulled in all these different directions. Here's what you can do to help yourself. So that's a little about where you can find me. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you so very much for doing this. I really appreciate it. We'll definitely have you on again. And, uh, you know, just, uh, just, I'm so thankful. Thank you very much. You're welcome. All right. Take care. You too. Thank you so much for watching and or listening. Since my separation in July of 2019, I have done an incredible amount of work on myself. I've had many different therapists, life coaches, and went through different programs. I've taken all that I've learned and put it into my own program called Forged by Fire. If you are interested in having me help you navigate your divorce, please hit my website, risingphoenixdivorcecoach.com. I look forward to working with you.